Simplified Chaos, Episode 10. Life is beautiful and full of chaos. And it can get slightly out of hand if that shit's not tamed. We're here to share how to simplify the little things to start leading a more purposeful life. This is Simplified Chaos. wonderful friends. Thanks for joining us. Welcome back. Or uh, if you're new, we're glad you're here. (laughs) This is Jillian, one of your hosts, and I'm with my husband, Nicholas. What's going on, folks? We made it to 10. We made it to 10, episode 10. It's so exciting. This is awesome. (laughs) Um, And our almost nine month old, uh, not quite nine months, but um, she's usually with us. But today, uh, her aunt is watching her. So you won't hear any baby squeals today. No squeals, but maybe in the very faint background. Yes. We may hear a scream because she loves screaming her face off now. Oh my gosh, she's screaming so (laughs) much. She's a lot. You know, I thought I was loud and I think she's kind of topping me. She's taking after you, I guess. (laughs) Dang it. Goodness. Taking all the attention from me. We're in for a ride here. Man. (laughs) Man. So, I'm smelling some gratitude. You smell that? Mm Mm-mm. No? No. It's probably just me. (laughs) But yeah, yeah, you had a fun night last night. I did. It's probably because of that. Yeah, and that's why I'm grateful for Pedialyte. <laughs> I knew you were going to... I had a feeling it was going to be Pedialyte. Yeah, Pedialyte is amazing. Why are you grateful for Pedialyte? Because I got some electrolytes back in me today. I'm ready to go. I don't know why you would have needed so many electrolytes yeah, back in well, you. We went a little hard yesterday. We have this annual... Not uh, we. Just well, not, sure not Jill not and I. Me. me and my friends, we have this <laughs> annual Maryland basketball game that we go to, and... It's a result of uh, NFL season. We pick all the um, you know wins and losses for every team, and the person who um, gets you know is, gets the best record, they get a day of just their beers and stuff paid for. And the person who has the worst record, you know, everybody around of a shot. And we usually get to the loonies three hours before the game. And loonies is a, a pub. A pub, okay. yes, right next to the to the arena. And then we hang out after the game. So, yeah, it was a long day, and Pedialyte was definitely necessary. It was a very long day. Yeah. Somebody slept on the floor last night. Yeah, for a little bit. He didn't quite make it to the bed. I eventually got in the bed. <laughs> I woke up and was like, what am I doing on the floor? At like 2.30 when Lucille woke up. <laughs> yeah. Man. Good times. I know not to even bother you or like attempt to get you on the bed now. It's just like, yep, he's a You could have kicked and- me and yeah. wouldn't have felt anything. Yeah. You probably wanted to kick me. No, I just let you go to slumberland down there. I appreciate there. it. You're welcome. <laughs> I love you. Well, my gratitude is not because I have a hangover and <laughs> I didn't have some kind of magical remedy. Um, but I did have a fun day too. It did not involve alcohol like your day in basketball. I am grateful for my Nutribullet because it allows me to get a ton of greens and it tastes so delicious when I mix it with my protein powder and my avocado and all my other delicious add-ins. And the reason I'm grateful for my Nutribullet, not only because I use it, I use it today. Yeah, you just downed a a bowl right before we, we started this podcast. I did. Well, I needed, so I needed all my greens today because yesterday we had a brunch and I ate, ate a lot of donuts. Did I have more greens than you yesterday? Um, That may or may not Man. be true. I'm not sure. But yeah, so we had a brunch yesterday for my birthday, and uh, one of my friends brought Diablo donuts from Baltimore, and I never had them. And it was like one of each kind you could think of. And 
I went crazy on the unicorn <laughs> fart donut, and I was not expecting that at all. I was like, yeah, this one looks weird. It's got like fruity pebbles. I'm like, I don't know yeah, about this. It doesn't this. seem like you. I tried it, and it was like the freshest donut ever. And I'm like, okay, so I'm going to have to eat this whole one, and then I'm going to have to try that one and that one. So did not have a very balanced, uh, nutritious diet yesterday. So thank you, Neutral Bullet, for allowing me to sneak in all of the greens today because yeah. <laughs> I need it. <laughs> you might have to have a second helping later. I know. Nice. So what are we jumping into today, Jill? Today we are hustling all about side Getting hustles. Getting our hustle on. Uh, we are going to be talking about kind of what side hustle means to us. We're going to talk about, you know, what our side hustles are. Yeah, how long we've been doing them. The benefits, yeah. pros. I'm sure there's there's cons with everything, but there's definitely more pros, I think, with our side hustles. And uh, I know you're going to dive really deep into... Yeah. Like clarifying. I've got, I've got some tips for people. Clarifying, for, yeah. Some tips for, I feel like the side hustle you're going to talk about. Yes. Everybody could do if they wanted and to. it's easy. And mm-hmm. if you listen to episode five on decluttering, which you're going to want to listen to, this is going to help. I, I agree. And we, I know we usually have some resources, but today, I don't really think it's so much resources today. We're just kind of talking about what we're doing. Yeah, and, yeah. You know, if that We're going to make you go out and side hustle. <laughs> That's going to be your resource. If Find we, something you like, go out and do it. And I think everybody might already have a side hustle. They just don't realize it. Yes. But yeah, so I'm excited about this one. It's a little bit different. Different, yeah. uh, uh, the program, I guess, is a little bit yeah. different in how we're bringing it out. But So I, I, I want to ask you, because I feel like you've been doing side hustles a little bit longer than I have, and I think you have a couple more to talk about than I have. So talk a little bit about your side hustles, Jill. What are you doing? Well... So first, can I just, I found a really fun definition that I liked. Okay. Can I talk about I it like first? That. It was on Urban Dictionary. And <laughs> it it said to have the courage, confidence, self-belief, and self-determination to go out there and work it until you find the opportunities you want in life. And I like that it, it really does take courage to start a side hustle because usually a side hustle is something that you go after because it really intrigues you. And it's something that you're interested in or you're passionate about, but you're right. afraid to do it because maybe of what people are going to think or you're going to go out of your comfort zone. So, oh, and it's it's so true. I feel like all of the side hustles that I've done or started have made me feel a little bit uncomfortable, but really excited to right. do it. That's more of a mild definition on Urban Dictionary it than is. what I'm normally used to. That was actually really good. Yeah, I, I looked up like other dictionary, you know, the Merriam-Webster or whatever, yeah. and that one's lame. I just didn't like it. <laughs> I, I really didn't, but I really enjoyed the Urban Dictionary definition. Good job, Urban Dictionary. <laughs> Shout out. Um, so yeah, some of my side hustles, I feel like I've had, yeah, I have had more than you. Yes. Uh, so I... I was not a hustler. You, <laughs> now I am. <laughs> I am an Arbon consultant still. And I've been, Arbonne is a nutrition and wellness company that sells skincare products, nutritional products, hair products. I mean, they sell a lot. They've evolved a lot over the the years. And I really believed in the company and their mission and all the ingredients they use in their products because we're going, you know, toxic free and, you know, what goes on your skin is immediately absorbed in your bloodstream. If you didn't know that, holy cow, look at the stuff you are putting on your body. Uh, But yeah, I started Arbonne. God, I want to say maybe like nine, nine years ago. And uh, I was hustling hardcore with Arbon. You were. And, 
you know, then I would have these waves where I would stop, you know, trying to sell it as much. And then I would have another like, oh, let me get into it again. And then I would have another wave where I'd go back down. So different seasons of life, I've been hustling a little bit harder with Arbon than others. Right. And now I'm at this happy medium where right now I feel like I ha- I'm a consultant because I like the discounts more <laughs> than the selling part. But if somebody asks me, I I always talk about them. Hey, like if you're looking for something, they make a great protein powder. If you're looking for a moisturizer, you know, they're a great company for that. So I feel like I'm not so like hustle hustling Arbon right now. Right. I'm just kind of going with it. And that's okay with me. It's nice to make a little bit of money here and there, but it's not... I want to get rich selling Arbon. Right, no means. right. You're not doing the the marketing that they typically put out there for people who are buying it because they want people to sell it too. So it's a it's the whole network marketing thing. But you're just there for people who want it. You enjoy the discounts. We enjoy their protein powder and, and a lot oh of God, other I'm things. Yeah, with it. it's it's really good. Um, so you know it's it's been a you know at times it's been a really lucrative side hustle for you, and then mm-hmm. at other times it's just it's more of a benefit. You know, for us bringing in the the things that we like, you know, and, and are clean and, you know, I love their, their shampoo and their, their body wash and it doesn't have all the chemicals that all the other stuff has in it. Mm-hmm. So no, it's, it, it's been a really good side hustle for you and we've reaped some of the benefits of that. Oh, absolutely. And I don't really think a side hustle is a side job. No. I think they're very different. I think a side hustle is doing something you really love or interested in, not for, because you're going to make millions off of it it's just like if you make a little bit yeah. that's awesome but you're more doing the side hustle because you're into it and it's something mm-hmm. you're really passionate about or you want to change in your life and again when i first started arbon i had to get in front of people and talk about the products and do presentations and i was very intro well, I, I kind of am introverted in a way but i will say arbon kind of forced me out of my comfort zone and i got to meet new people right. and new women and i actually went to las vegas for one of their big conventions and it was such a cool experience because i've never done that before did you need pedialyte for that experience i, I probably should have <laughs> pedialyte for that experience that was so fun um vegas was definitely an experience but arbon definitely opened doors to a lot of new things that i would never have done if i didn't try it um and i guess we'll dive more into the pros later but uh so arbon is one side hustle that I've been doing for a long time. I also do nutrition and wellness coaching. I am a certified nutrition and wellness uh, consultant, and I started just helping people learn how to eat. Yeah. And just kind of show them that it's not complicated, it's really simple. And, you know, I do grocery store tours, and, you know, I do cooking demos, which I love. I think it's fun to do cooking demos and just kind of physically show people that this is really healthy. And right. it took me. 10 minutes it could be really easy you're not using super amount of ingredients mm-hmm. you know it's it's very your meals are very simple hence mm-hmm. the clean and simple life <laughs> the blog but you make it easy and you know once people kind of see how easy it is it, they get encouraged to you know want to do it for themselves so you do a great job with that i'm Thank proud you. of you oh thanks and again i don't make a ton of money doing nutrition and wellness coaching by no means i do it because i am passionate about food i'm passionate about health and I love helping other people see how simple it is and just change their life because food changes your life once you learn what types of food to eat and what foods agree with your body it's just well, there's a, a lot of misinformation about food out there yes, too which so is it's it sucks yeah. it really does and you're people are able confused to, because yeah. of all the mixed messages yeah. and 
we talked about the government food pyramid, how it's like way out of whack. It's so wrong. But it's, it's yeah, yeah, I like opening people's eyes to just really showing like what we should be putting in our body versus what society says we should or, you know, the commercials or, you know, them just trying to fake us out. Mm -hmm. Hey, this is healthy. Uh, Is it? Yeah. Not really. It's organic. Is it? Is it really organic? Oh, but yeah. Yeah. So, um, no. Nutrition and wellness coaching, um, I tutor. So last summer, I am a <clears throat> elementary school teacher, and I have a master's degree in literacy. So this past summer, was that this? No, that was the summer before. Yeah, Holy cow, time flies. Yeah. I was a reading tutor uh, for one of my friend's kids, and it was a lot of fun. Yeah. It was only a couple hours here and there, and again, didn't make a ton of money on it, but I love helping kids and working with kids, so it was a fun little side hustle. Yeah. I got to... You know, do what I love and Yeah, last summer was learning how to be a mom. Yeah. <laughs> that was a hustle in itself. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Parenting. There, there was no uh monetary value, it was more of just a learning value. Right. Exactly. <laughs> um We're still learning. But yeah, so uh Arbon, nutrition coaching, tutoring, and I also used to sell an Etsy. Oh my goodness, I forgot about that too. I had a really fun You were a hustler. I <laughs> When you, and it's funny, I didn't think of myself hustler, as a hustler, baby. but then when you write down, oh God, you got to so, sing the rest nah, of the song. I'm done. Dang it. Uh, <laughs> I used to uh, sell customized mugs mm-hmm. and I would make customized totes and just do doodling, like handwriting on paper. And just, I loved writing. Like it was fun to write and yeah. customize things for people. And you have a very unique penmanship. Oh, thank you. I like it. Anyway, I did that for a while and it was fun. And again, that was a season of life where I had time and it brought me joy. And now it's like, you know, I am i don't mind it, but it's not as enjoyable as it used to be. And I feel like I was kind of burning out from doing it. And I just kind of decided, you know, I'm going to close my shop and kind of pursue something else and go a different direction. But I'm so glad I did it because I learned a lot of things that I would have never learned about just communicating and shipping and kind Mm -hmm. of like the business entrepreneur side of Etsy that I wasn't so good at, but it forced me to get better at it. And yeah, I met some new people and it was, it was a lot of fun. If I remember correctly, you were doing like all three of those at once. You were doing like nutrition consulting, you were doing Arbonne, you were doing the totes and the the mugs and just, you were doing a lot. Is there any reason why you were doing so much? Like, do you feel like, or is it just something that was fun for you? I think, well, all of them started off because it was fun. Right. And I, and I really enjoyed doing it. And then I think as it progressed, the ones that slowly weren't bringing me as much joy as they did in the beginning, like the Etsy shop, I was like, you know what? I got to stop. I think it was more the storage for Etsy. I was making a lot of custom mugs and mm-hmm. the thought of like, we had so many mugs and glasses and I had them in our basement and it kind of was like so much freaking yeah. clutter. I remember doing we, we, that. we got rid of a lot of mugs just recently because they were just, I still just donated them. There. I still had a lot of blank mugs and I just said, you know what? I don't like having a stock of like all of this stuff in our house. Like I need to, I just wanted to get rid of it. It was was so (laughs) funny, too, because we would wake up at 8 o'clock and head directly to Walmart so that we can get these 89-cent mugs, and (laughs) we we wanted to get the same ones. We were mug hustlers. We we, we went and bought bought out all their mugs, and Jill would – she would 
sometimes have orders and need those mugs and then other times you know it was just waiting for somebody an order to come in mm-hmm. but yeah every it seemed like religiously every saturday morning or sunday morning we went to walmart to pick up more mugs we had a lot of mugs it was really fun yeah. i uh, and i think i even went to like some kind of women's conference with one of your previous bosses and i made a bunch of custom mugs oh, with right. positive quotes and they sold out like hotcakes and i was like wow i like, totally forgot about this that. is really cool but eventually eventually it just started catching up to me and it was just a lot of work and don't get me wrong, I enjoyed giving personalized gifts to people to give to other people, but it was just, I don't know, it just, it had its time. And right. now, you know, I'm glad I did it, but I really don't want to go back right now. <laughs> I could want to visit it later, but yeah. right now I'm okay. And maybe when Lucille gets in her arts and, arts and crafts phase, yeah. you know, maybe you get back into that or maybe. something like that. But I think we've got a lot on our plate right now between this, you know, the podcast and we do with what you're doing. You know, you don't do nutrition like every day but you you i think you have a client right now i do and i like to not have too many clients because i really like to give my undivided attention to one client at a time but yeah i was uh god just writing it all down i was a lot i was a bigger hustler than i thought yeah no you are i'm impressed (laughs) so for me my side hustle just kind of came about i want to say it was in november when i really got into it and it was a result of us just cleaning the house. And so I actually just started selling stuff on Let Go to start with. So I saw this episode of Gary V, and he was just going around and just doing flipping stuff from yard sales. He was going to yard sales, finding stuff dirt like cheap. Flea market flip. Yeah, basically. He wasn't doing anything with them. Like he wasn't making some cool like dresser or something out mm-hmm. of it. But I mean, he would go to flea markets and then turn around and sell stuff on on eBay for a little bit more for a little bit more money and the whole point of his video was that you know this guy is a millionaire doesn't need to be doing this stuff but he's showing people who are aspiring to be millionaires or entrepreneurs in in general and and he doesn't want to hear people with the excuse that they don't have money to start their business he's like showing them this is how you can make the money to start your business he's like you can make a couple thousand dollars in a year flipping stuff from a you know flea market or from a yard sale and I was like, you know what? That, that sounds like actually kind of fun, you know, arbitrage. <laughs> and so instead of going out to, to yard sales, obviously in November, no one's really having yard sales in this time of year just because it's cold, rainy, snowy. So, it, yeah. it's, you know, no one's going to have a yard sale. I mean, they might pop up every now and then. But we just started going through stuff that we had at our house. We have furniture. Mm-hmm. We have, you know, knickknacks and stuff like that. And I was like, you know what? I'm going to put some of this stuff on let go to start with and see how it does and i think i sold something within a couple hours i think it was the tv stand was the first thing that i i put on there mm-hmm. our old tv stand and within an hour a lady was at our house picking it up and i was like <laughs> man is it this easy and it's not that easy that that just happened to be dumb luck yeah um because some stuff takes you know upwards as a month i think one thing i had on there for almost i think 66 days that speaker I just sold last week. Oh, that's right. Yeah, that was on there for a while. But, you know, there was stuff that I would sell within a day. And then there would be stuff that I would sell within two weeks, four weeks. Most of it, I think my average was 16 days turnaround on on, on everything. And I sold everything. Like, anything that I put on there, I sold, which was really cool. But, so I started off with let go. Um, the nice thing about that is you can rate the seller you can rate the buyer. So as a seller, you have a rating. And as a buyer, you can see you know, if people showed up on time, 
and you can actually write reviews. So and Letgo app is really simple. Like it's I even very had the simple. app, and I would even post some things. And I think I sold a couple things like before you started. Yeah, and it yeah, was very user friendly. Like I'm not. Oh, I know you're really good at the tedious and the small things, <laughs> and Letgo was very like black and white. Like take a picture, put a price, sell it, mm-hmm. and it was very easy. Yes. So I did that, and then there was a camera, a vintage camera, and for vintage things, eBay is the way to go. And because you you want to open up for a, a larger audience, and you get people start bidding against each other, you know, particularly things of higher value, I feel like eBay is definitely the way to go. Um, but it also has to be something that's easy to ship. Like you don't want to sell a couch on eBay and then have to ship it to California. Like mm-hmm. that would just be, you know, painful. Yeah. But work yeah, yeah. So you know, I sold a vintage camera on there, which was nice. I think I tried to sell something else on there before, and it just didn't work out. It wasn't. Was it the My, Li- My Little Ponies? I never even got that up there oh. yet. Yeah. I, <laughs> they're and, still in the house somewhere. Yeah, <laughs> they're still in the house. I'm probably gonna do Facebook Marketplace with those. But, okay. You know, so I did eBay. I I sold one thing on there. But my bread and butter has been Facebook Marketplace. That stuff, that 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 website, I've turned around, you know, stuff very quickly on there. I feel like and people are just hovering, waiting to see they are. what they can buy or you know a deal they can find, and it's it's crazy how quickly you would sell things right. on there. Well, with, with Facebook, you have you're able to reach a, a large audience because not only do you have the Facebook Marketplace, but then there's all these groups which are like called yard sale groups. Like for around here, there's a Crofton yard sale group, there's an Anne Arundel County yard sale group. So not only are you posting to the marketplace, but then you can post to those individual groups as well that people are members of. So, so you would post to those too? I would post them. You can post up to 10 different groups in addition to the marketplace. Wow. So you're able to just reach a, a vast you know, audience there. And so my strategy for posting things that I'm selling is to put it on Let Go and Facebook Marketplace. I want to put them on both just so I'm reaching more people. Um, but I found that... Facebook Marketplace tends to, to sell a little bit quicker and the people are a little bit more reliable. Now, I know a lot of people are like, well, you know, you have to meet with people and, you know, are people coming to your house? Or are you meeting, you know, somewhere else? I've done both. I feel like it's not as sketchy as like Craigslist. It's not. It's not because people have a profile. You're able to look at their profile. You are able to see their rating as a buyer. Mm-hmm. And they do the same thing on Facebook Marketplace. You can rate them as a buyer and they can rate you as a seller. And usually, I think it's a frowny face or a happy face. Like those are the two options. And so, I have thirteen happy faces, Yay. which I'm happy to say. <laughs> so, well, how much time would you say? I guess posting something on sure. face, Facebook Marketplace—it's really easy. Like, is it time consuming to like? Like, what's your technique with taking photos? Like, does it, do you have to do it a certain way, or what have you? What patterns have you noticed? Which sell? Which things sell quicker? Like, was it? You know, even in your description, like mm-hmm. I know you had a, a technique, not just saying, oh, this is a dresser. You would have a way of wording it. And you, right. once you got the hang of it, it was like quicker and quicker. Do you want to just talk yeah. about that oh, a little bit? No, I, I think I, it'd be kind of cool I'm for I'm glad you asked. Oh, Absolutely. So there are a lot of things that you want to do. And, and this isn't time consuming. I mean, it, it is a little bit, but I would say for one item, you're, you're looking at 20 minutes. Maybe that's probably max. But the first thing you do, you do want to take good photos and you want to have right lighting. You want to have like a background that's not busy. So I've been taking a lot of pictures just on our kitchen floor against a you know a back you wall. Stacking things and there. So, and so, yeah, yeah, I mean, it's it, it sounds silly, but, you know, you want the focus to be on the object. 
and you want to get it at different angles too. So my whole thing is take at least three photos. I believe with Facebook Marketplace, you can have up to 10 photos. And with Let Go, I think it's also 10. Okay. But you do want to have multiple angles. I mean, think of it on Amazon. When you're when you're going on Amazon looking to buy something, they have at least five or six different images. And as a buyer, you want to see all you the do. different angles so you know exactly what you're getting. So that makes complete sense. Yeah. And if you can get if you can show it in use somehow, then that's also a good thing. Like most of the things I didn't show in use, um, but I think that also helps people visualize. I think it's like buying a house when you show mm-hmm what purpose that room could bring it's like oh i have an idea of how i can use this room and that's kind of what you did with the objects like the tv stand or the bookshelf like you would show how you could use it in a unique way and i think that was kind of attractive to some people who maybe aren't as creative and they're like oh i didn't think to do it that way exactly so i like that you did that i thought that was a good idea yeah and so you know a lot of times people think just take the picture and then that's it like that and, and they do they just take the picture and they throw it up there with a price and that's really not attracting buyers. You know, they, they might see the image, but they want to know more about it. So the next thing is you want a title that has some keywords about the, the object that you're selling. What do you mean keywords? So if, I, if I'm selling a speaker, you actually want to have like the name of the speaker in there. The brand The color, name? yeah, the brand oh. name. You want to you want to put everything like out there. Bose Red exactly. Speaker. Yeah, Bose Red. Like okay. yeah, I think I sold a waterproof one. And you know you want to you want to call that out in the title, so that How it's, it's unique. Yeah. So that way people are really and like, so that people intrigued. can search for it. Mm-hmm. Somebody might be looking for a waterproof Bluetooth speaker. So you need to have those things in the title, not the description in oh, the title, because that's how it's going to come up in a search results. Okay. Now the next thing I wanted to say is pricing. You don't want to just make up a price. You actually have to do a little research and find out what people are selling similar items to. And you want to look on eBay. You want to look on Facebook Marketplace and see if you can find those. So that's why keywords are also important in titles because you want to be able to easily find stuff so that you can see what it's selling for or how much they're selling it for. And it's one of those things that makes complete sense. Like when you're buying a house, the real estate agent is going to find comparables. Like what is that house going for? What is this house going for? How are they similar? How are they different? So it makes complete sense that you would do the same thing with things you're selling. Exactly. And so, you know, I'll usually put a price based on similar and then I'll do OBO or best offer mm-hmm. because I do want to sell it quickly but I also want to sell it at the price that I listed it for and if it's a couple of weeks and I haven't sold it and I still keep the OBO and if somebody says hey you know I see you listed this for 40 but you know I'll buy it for 20 and at I that point like- I'm be like okay I haven't really gotten many hits and you can also see how many people have viewed it and if you're not getting views on on your listing, you it's maybe something. somebody's not, in, you know, maybe it's just mm-hmm. something that people aren't interested in, mm-hmm. or you have to go back and look at your title. You have to go back and look at, um, you know, your pricing. Mm-hmm. So those are a couple things you want to do there. But the area I think is actually v- that's very overlooked is actually the description itself. You want to make it so that the buyer can see themselves with that item. So you want a good description of the item. Paint a picture. Paint a picture. Like (laughs) the suitcase that I just sold, I thought it was hysterical. It it was a big suitcase. So my title was big ass suitcase, (laughs) but I did the uh, ampersand, what is it? Not ampersand, but the the at sign and dollar sign, dollar sign. But then I made a joke in my first line. I was like, you know, this suitcase is large enough to fit Princess Vespa's uh, industrial industrial hair dryer. And and people actually laughed at that and, and the person who ended up buying it, I mean, she needed it for her husband. They were getting ready to go on a trip, and I guess they heavy yeah. packers. But 
I mean, it, it's just things like that. that Add some personality to exactly. it. Exactly. So th- it's, that was it's really fun. funny. You had fun with that <laughs> listing. <laughs> that was my best listening yet. But it's also an opportunity to get set some stipulations, I guess, is, is what I want to say. So I always include that the buyer must be willing to pay cash and pick up the item in Millersville, Maryland. You're making it easier for you. I I don't want to. I, I don't like want to go and, and travel 45 minutes. It's to me, it's not worth my time. Um, you know, with furniture, and we've sold a lot of furniture. We've we've sell, sell some of your uh, grandparents' antique furniture. Mm-hmm. I'm not shipping that stuff around. I'm not no. doing that. So you have to have a truck or a car that's going to mm-hmm. be able to pick it up. I'm, I'm not doing that. So I set stipulations in there and. Yes, it may prevent somebody from buying something, but it's also a convenience thing for me. So I I have people come to the house, pick it up, or I'll meet them somewhere in Millersville, like the CVS or at Wawa or something like that. But I mean, again, I've had great experiences. I've met a lot of really, really nice people and they have a story for how they can use that item. And that's what I actually really love about it. Like at the end of the day, I know that the item is going to a good home. People are going to have practical use for it. Uh, The one guy came over, I mean, he brought me a coffee. I mean, he came over at eight o'clock in the morning and bought three things for me on let go. He did. Bought me a coffee and was just the nicest guy. And, 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 you know, we just get to hear nice stories from people. So it's one of the, I guess that's one of the benefits of doing it. Um, but to me, that's the the whole reason why I'm doing it is well, it's, we're finding something that we are not using anymore. It's unwanted or unneeded, mm-hmm. and we're finding somebody who doesn't want it or need it. Well, it's kind of different how my side hustles were kind of born just from being passionate about it and changing my lifestyle, like with health, nutrition, or skincare, or whatever. And your side hustle was kind of found just through decluttering. Yeah. Like it's not like you said, oh, I have a passion for selling things to people in Facebook Marketplace. It was kind of like we it's had a lot. Of turning into that though. Well, it is, but it's <laughs> kind of neat how you know you don't realize how things can just pop up out of nowhere as you're you're living your life. Like you may right. not have a passion about it right now, but it could blossom from something you're doing or changing your lifestyle. And as we were decluttering and getting rid of things, you know, the garage started filling up. And instead of you know just donating it all or you know just I don't know, trashing it, you were like, you know, it might be kind of fun to see if I can sell any of this yeah. stuff. And then once you started and researched it a little bit more, it, you know, it became really fun for you. And you it kind did. of set your own boundaries, which I think kind of stipulates a side hustle different from a side job, a side hustle. Like we have the control. Mm-hmm. There is no boss ahead of us telling right. we us can start and stop what hours you please. need to work, how much you need to work for. Like we have the flexibility and freedom to do it when we want to do it exactly which is kind of fun because when if you work a full-time job and you know you want to do something else you want it to be something that's going to fill you up not take away from your time and energy it's like if you're putting your time and energy into something you want it to be something that's really going to be fun for you exactly and i think it's kind of cool how this side hustle of yours just kind of blossomed from just simplifying our life which is really fun and i do want to get into going to yard sales in the spring when when the weather turns nice and, and actually turn around and, and, and see if i can <laughs> you know, actually can bring flip lucille this. around well and that's the other thing i was thinking you know later in life that's a lesson for lucille on on how to you know try reuse. to find bargain reuse how mm-hmm. to get rid of stuff you know and I, I think there's just a lot to be learned from from that and so i think it's going to be fun to do that i hope she would want to do that we know a benefit out of your side hustles that eventually it's like a an opportunity for us to hang out together too like if we all do it together even if we go to antique shops or flea markets and 
you know, we're teaching her the business side of things or how to reuse things and mm-hmm. make it, you know, somebody else. So somebody else wants, or even yeah. so maybe we want to treasure it one day. I think it's, that's one of the pros too, is that we get to spend time together doing that kind yeah. of stuff. I mean, there's a lot to be talking. I mean, there's logistics. Like you want to map out the yard. So you want to scout out the yard sales in advance and then map it out. So Dang. that you're, yeah, I mean, yeah, I'm it's, let that to you. So oh yeah. That's all you. Yeah. But See, I mean, to me, that does so not much. sound exciting, but oh. just going to it with you, maybe finding stuff. I would love to be the finder. Yes. Like I would love to pick no, up. I would love that. You're, you're, you got and, a good eye for things. And so. find ways to like <laughs> use it in a different way. But See that tedious stuff that, and I love that that excites you because it totally does not excite me. <laughs> yeah, you're totally touching my leg too right now, which is awesome. I just <laughs> wanted to say, <laughs> it sounds like we haven't been married for like I know. four years plus. Oh my goodness, you totally just touched me. Yeah, <laughs> but the last thing I did want to say, uh, as far as a tip for selling on Facebook Marketplace, and I alluded to it earlier, is is always, always, always rate your buyer afterwards. Um, they they tell you on let go to do that you're, you're prompted to do that but on facebook you're not so much and you don't see a lot of people rated on there i don't think i've seen anybody who's had more than like three or four ratings and i have 13 i have 13 happy no faces deal. but it's because i rate yeah not a big deal <laughs> but it's because i rate each seller um and i'll ask the seller you know if you had a good experience if you like the item you know to please rate me as well that takes because like, it's, what an extra one minute to you it know say doesn't that take or... any effort whatsoever and it builds my trust as a seller people now trust the me to things. know that they're getting an item that i price fairly that i show up on time to to appointments and you know there's been times where i haven't been at appointments but luckily you or your mom have been here to you know mm-hmm. and i wouldn't put you guys in a situation where i thought somebody was coming to rob you or anything like that well i would hope not no but i feel comfortable (laughs) having people come over to the house to pick things up just based on the experiences we have and you know we're able to see and you know if people don't have a rating i'll look into their profile a little bit more and see if they've bought stuff and and whatnot in the past because you can see what they've bought and you can see what they've sold as well so if if they've bought things or if they sold things you know i know that this person's really in there for you know and I mean, and everybody wants feedback. I mean, yeah. I feel like if the more feedback you see, the more yeah, the more trust you have in the product or the person selling it. And guys, if you haven't given us any feedback for our podcast, yeah. that would be great if you could go into iTunes and write us a review, please. I would love that. <laughs> but also, I, I'm kind of curious as to what everyone else's side hustles are. I'd love to hear if if you have a side hustle and, and what you're doing and how it brings you joy and or even how you came to it like yeah. i think nick the stories are the, the best is really unique how it came to be like how you just started really getting into selling stuff and you know i think it'd be fun to listen to everyone's stories and how their side hustle blossomed oh yeah um i also have this nifty spreadsheet that i use to kind of keep track of everything of what i sold and so on there i put the date that i listed the date that i've sold it and then it'll calculate how many days it takes to sell so i'm able to get like my average number um i keep track of you know actually the dollar amount and i keep track of what i initially listed for and then what i actually sold it for so that way i can kind of see if i'm pricing the right way so yeah i'm a big nerd i like data i'm data driven person so for me it's it's very cool just to to have that and being able to visualize the selling process there. And to kind of like sum up our little side hustle conversation, I think I had this realization that side hustles should be a lot like self-care activities. I feel like they should be, they should fill us up. They should, they should fill our bucket up versus drain us. And I think it's, 
it's a way to serve others in the best way you know how and the best way that you're gifted to. And I know that sometimes our full-time jobs like don't always align to bringing us the most meaning in our lives. Like some of us may be doing jobs where like, you know, it's just a job, but I feel like side hustles can give us that opportunity to experiment and try things new or something that we feel organically drawn to or interested in to try it out. And I think it's a way that you can maybe have more purpose in your life. Like, because I find that you helped people find things to give people like gifts or something that serves a purpose in their home. Mm -hmm. And I feel like side hustles have allowed us to kind of help people. Like, how can we help people? I like helping people nutrition side and health side and skincare product side and yeah. you're helping people just you know with gifts or tangible things so can i say something about that with what with about helping people like that's one of the things i've heard and i think it's great advice and this has nothing to do with a side hustle but instead of asking kids what they want to be when they grow up ask them how they want to help people when they grow up i think that absolutely think has to do with that, side hustling too though but yeah but i mean it, it does but i mean i i, I don't want to ask Lucille what she wants to be when she grows up. I think that's not the right question. People? I just want to ask her how she wants to help people, and then you'll find the joy in I what you do. I completely agree. I feel like when we hear the word job, automatically we think about salary. We think salary. We, we think, think money. Of, I mean, some people cringe when they think about their job. And I, guess, I don't think it should be like that. And I know money's important, but instead of focusing on the benefits and, you know, when I say benefits, I mean, like, insurance, and you know, and it sucks that we have to think that way. Like, oh, does this job have benefits? But I wish, yeah, more of us thought like, what can I do? Like, how do I want to help people? How do I want to bring joy into people's lives? Right. And that usually leads you to doing something that you want to do. And, and it, it makes you happy. It does. Yeah. Life's all about being happy. So yeah, if you're not happy with your job and you want to experiment and do something that you're passionate about, Try that side hustle, guys. It's not going to bring in a lot of money, or maybe it could one day. Yeah, just depends. You never know what doors could open. Uh, and I think, can we talk about some of the benefits now, side hustle? I know you kind of mentioned some. Yeah, we've, we've kind of sprinkled some in here, but let's let's dive into it. So I had some too. Um, and I think we kind of listed some of these too. It's, it's a way to pursue interests and just having more meaning and purpose in mm -hmm. your life. It can reinvigorate you with like a new sense of purpose and energy like maybe your your full-time job is monotonous and it's you know there's no more there's no excitement in your life like that can add something something fun to your what? your it, daily it definitely routine. did for me yeah. i mean i if i didn't do it i'd probably be sitting around watching tv or something like and, and so now i mean we very rarely watch tv anymore and i think it's because we have this podcast going on it's because we've been involved in our side hustles and it makes me feel more productive as a person and it brings me joy. Like I'm, I'm very happy with doing all of this stuff, and I'm not sitting in front of a TV. And I think productivity can have like an upside and a downside. I think a lot of times, sometimes we think productivity means that we're getting a lot done and we're feeling good. Mm -hmm. But I feel like we have to be purposeful with: Are we getting things done that are going to benefit us in the right. long run? It's right. not just you know crossing things off my to do list, you know, aimlessly. It's choosing intentional things that are bringing us what we want into our life like and i think with your side hustle it is giving us a little bit more income not income but a little bit of extra money for traveling like yeah it's, it all it, goes it to immediately vacation goes to yep. our why on why we want to simplify our life and maybe why we want to do the side hustle not only is it bringing other people joy but we get to align it to our values that matter to us um good call jilly yeah <laughs> 
another benefit, it feeds your soul creatively. I know that you always mm-hmm. thought you're like, I'm not a creative person. You're like, I don't play music like you do. I don't, I'm not artsy, but you're creative in different ways. Right. I'm starting and to I, realize that now. And I think it's awesome that you're experiencing this now, even though you always thought I'm not a creative person, but truly you are. Yeah. And she's totally touching my leg <laughs> I'm again. I'm touching your leg again. I love I'm it. I'm so sorry. I feel like <laughs> side hustles help stress too. Oh, 100 percent like now and sometimes they can add to stress and that's when you need to take a step back and, and i want to kind of go back to watching tv i i like watching tv i'm not i don't have anything against it and there's just some nights where i'm like you know what i can't do it i'm gonna sit back and just can't watch do TV. What? i can't do the side hustle or, oh, okay. or, or do the podcast well, again and you're stuff. in control of it so that's what i'm in nice control is- of it so you know i'm you know don't let it stress you out if you find it becoming stressful take a step back, reevaluate, and then pick it back up again. And I think that's kind of what happened with my Etsy shop. It was just becoming a lot of Mm -hmm. mind clutter, like worrying about, I got to ship it. I got to buy packaging things. And I didn't like that my fun side hustle was becoming stressful. So that's when I had to take a step back and say, I think I might have to give this up for a little bit or permanently. I'm not sure because it's adding to my stress versus filling me up. Um, But yeah, so I think that that's an awesome benefit. It also gives you some extra side cash, which we talked about, for whatever your goals are. Yeah. Vacations. Exactly. Yeah. And I think it also creates unpredictable opportunities. Again, I've met some really cool people and I've met, I've had relationships from my side hustles and you don't know where it's going to lead you. That's what's right. cool about it. It's like a little surprise waiting. I mean, that's like, been the funnest part what, about the side happen. hustle is just meeting people and, and again, it, it's you with helping people with the meal planning and just seeing the the benefits and the happiness that the people are feeling once they're you know they've gone through the program or for me just again giving somebody something that you know lights their their day up or is going to light somebody else's day up so yeah i think that's the most important benefit for me at least and i think uh the last benefit i have is just growing personally and just having more Mm self-confidence because you may be going out of your comfort zone or trying something new and it's scary you learn so much about yourself that you actually can do it you know you always have these i can't do it i'm not uh, i'm not a people person i get nervous when i talk to people you know i I don't like public speaking because that those were the voices in my head and then Mm -hmm. i just did it and it was scary at first but i am so glad i did because you just have to keep at it and then yeah. all of a sudden, it's you don't think about it anymore. I think you still think about it. It's just, I mean, I still get butterflies when I get in front of people. Yeah, but, but that's it's a good not, thing. It's not as bad as it used yeah. to be. But when you're done, it's like this high. <laughs> oh, yeah. Like, wow, that was awesome. And then when people got feedback for you, it's like, I feel like I'm doing this for a reason. And, it, you know, it's, it's yeah. gratifying to hear that. Well, at the end of the day, when you're given a presentation or anything like that, it's, there's nobody in the audience hoping that you fail at it. Like, they want you to do well. They want, they're there for a reason. I know. But you know how you create but these we, scenarios? Oh, yeah. Like no, our, we, we get in our own way all the time. We do. It's crazy. Why do we get in our own way? That's uh, our brains. That's how we're wired. We're the standing in front of, our, like, we are what stop us from doing something new. Yep. It's like nobody else. I think we find excuses. But honestly, it's like we're in our own way. And we just have to get out of our way. We do. Move it, Jill. Okay? <laughs> get out. Go. <laughs> so should we... Uh, are we getting into the... Are we, we wrapping up that and getting into the quote of the day? We're wrapping up, yeah. All right. What is the quote of the day, Jilly? So I had two. Oh, you, but I you think never I, said quotes of the day. I Come know. on now. So I'm just going to... Can't be breaking our own rules. <laughs> 
the, I'm just going to say the one. Okay. And this Save one is long. One. It's a long one. Oh, but man. I really liked it. Okay. It's a terrible thing, I think, in life to wait until you're ready. I have this feeling now that actually no one is ever ready to do anything. There is almost no such thing as ready. There is only now. And you may as well do it now. Generally speaking, now is as good as time as any. And I think the take action would just be... Who was it by? Oh, sorry. This was by Hugh Laurie. Hugh Laurie. Hugh Laurie. And the take action from this episode and from this quote is that there is no such thing as ready and stop overthinking it. Stop overcomplicating any decision in life and just do it. Just try it. What's what's going to happen? Experiment. You're probably going to learn. I mean, you learn more from your mistakes anyway. So why wouldn't you? I think we're so scared to do something new because we're afraid of rejection, what people think. But really, we are the ones we're afraid of. We're afraid of failing or, mm-hmm. you know, getting out of our comfort zone. And I keep saying I'm like a broken record, the same thing over and over again. But it's just so true. Like, I'm having all these reflections as we're just talking about. And it's so, <laughs> I was the one stopping me from trying anything new before. And then once I got in my way and just dove into it and just said, you know what? I don't care. I'm just going to try it. it it might be fun, and it ended up being really cool. Yeah. And all those benefits we got out of it. It's been great. <laughs> wow. I think that's it. Did we wrap up Side Hustle? I think so. All I right. know this one was a little bit different than usual, but yeah. it was kind of fun talking about this one. I like this one. I like all of our episodes. I do, and I, I feel like there's more people side hustling than they think. I think that yeah, I I agree. I think if you're doing more and more people are being yeah. encouraged to side hustle, and you know, it, again, it's something that just it brings us joy, and you know, we love doing it. Or else, if we didn't, we wouldn't be doing it. It would be a waste of time. But like I said, we've reflected on our side hustles and how it's brought us joy, and we're going to continue to do it. We are. Yeah, but we want to thank everybody for listening. Thanks for hanging out with us this week. Thanks, guys. And we'll talk to you next week. See you later. We want to thank everybody for listening today. Please be sure to subscribe and sign up to receive notifications so you know when the next episode is live. If you like today's episode and know someone who could benefit from the topic we covered, please share it with them. And if you have any suggestions for us and want to chime in on today's topic, you can email us at simplifiedchaospodcast at gmail.com, and that's chaos with a K, or send us a comment on Facebook, Twitter, or Instagram. Thanks again for listening, and we will see you.